I suppose the college national football championship game is getting further and further in the rearview mirror. But what a year it has been for my Georgia Dogs. Undefeated and 15-0. and Ain't too shabby. Two national championships in a row. Makes all us dogs do stupid stuff. I watched every down and lived and died with each play. Moving around in my chair trying to help Bullard or Ringo make a tackle when someone broke away or standing up on my feet when Jalen Carter sacked an opposing quarterback. And intently watching as Stetson Bennett delivered the mail time and time again. The Ohio State game did not help my blood pressure at all, but we somehow pulled it out. The TCU blowout was the least stressful dog game I watched all year and probably ever. Not much stress when we score 65, and we know we could have scored more, and the number two team in the country scores only seven. Total domination. But as always, the great feeling after a hard-fought victory does not last long, nor does the bad feeling we get when we lose. After all, it's just a game, and life moves on, either way. But there are lessons in football that live on forever. While I was living and dying with every play with the dogs this year, I was also watching another team with great interest. Gunnar Watson, a Taylor County and Butler, Georgia native, was a quarterback for Troy University. If you don't know who Troy University is, check the final college football AP rankings. Troy ended up with a record of 12-2 and and is ranked 19 in the nation. The 12 wins for the Gunner-led Trojans was the most wins ever in the history of Troy University football. Gunner threw for over 2,800 yards this year and was named most valuable player of the Suncoast Conference Championship game after their 45-26 thrashing of Coastal Carolina. Gunner threw for 318 yards in that game with 12 completions and only 17 attempts. He has thrown for over 6,700 yards in his career, even though he has been watching from the sidelines doing more than a few games. He also has another year of eligibility. I became a Troy University fan this year, and I became a rabid Gunnar Watson fan. A fan of his football play, and a fan of the way he goes about his life. For all of you who are hunters and love and purchase guns, his grandfather, Bo Barra, is the owner of one of the largest gun stores in the Southeast. Many of you will know about Barra Gun Store in Butler, Georgia. It is known and patronized by many. Gunner's dad is Jeff Watson, the longtime sheriff of Taylor County. I have Gunner and his dad as my guest today you will get a unique and personal perspective of the journey of a small-town athlete to the big lights of college football. There are highs and lows and a lot of living life. And as always, there are lessons to be learned. Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker. This is Bruce Goddard, and you're listening to the View from a Hearse podcast. I've got a young man here that, as I've already mentioned, Gunnar Watson. 
His dad, Jeff, is also here, and he happens to be the current sheriff of Taylor County. Gunner comes from a wonderful family, and he's made a name for himself, as I've already mentioned, playing quarterback for Troy University. And I tell you, I've had a good time. A lot of people have had a good time watching him play football. Gunner, did, did you ever think when you were playing high school football in, at Taylor County that you would be playing quarterback on ESPN on national TV? Did that ever cross your mind? No. Um, so I started I started playing my freshman year, and my cousin, James Whiteman, he was the starting quarterback. And <laughs> – I wasn't really much into football, and then he got hurt uh, the first Jamboree versus Crawford County, and I got kind of thrown in. Coach Chris Kirksey was our coach, and uh, that's where it kind of just went off from there. And I got a scholarship from Troy and a couple other schools my sophomore year summer and then kind of just took off from there. But, no, I did not think it would turn out the way it did. How about you, Jeff? Did you ever dream of this? No, I'll be honest with you, I didn't. And, and you know, you, you, you always want to dream big for your kids. But I always thought that he would he might go play baseball somewhere because I thought he was a better baseball player, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, he was three-time All-State in baseball. and, and, and But, you know, it's all, all of a sudden, uh, he just he started blossoming in, uh, at football. And I thought, oh, man, you know, he, he may have a chance to play football, but I never dreamed he'd be playing on TV or something like that. You just, you, you, you just don't think that will happen. So, Gunner, so you were already offered to play after your sophomore year? Is that what you said in high school? It was my, it was my sophomore summer. I went to a camp at Troy, and um, Coach Neil Brown and Coach Sean Reagan, they offered me at a camp there that summer. So, wow. Yes, sir. So that happened in a hurry, didn't it? Yes, sir, it did. How did that recruiting go? Did you get recruited by other schools? Did did I hear you say that as well when you were at Taylor so Yes, sir. Just so people will understand that's listening to this, Taylor County is a small high school. It's not a place where you see a whole lot of people coming in, college scouts coming in to pick football players. Every now and then it happens, but it certainly happened in this case. So talk about being recruited, Gunnar. Um, yes, sir. So like I said, my first offer was Troy, and um, my dad took me to a lot of camps, and we did all that kind of stuff during the summer, and they offered me. And then I think the next day I went to a camp at Mercer, and they offered me. And then um, I had two more offers from South Alabama down in Mobile and then Austin P University, which is in Tennessee. Yeah, I actually had a friend that played at Austin P. I went yes, to high sir. school with. Yeah, that's a great place. Jeff, what were you and Mindy thinking? You know, I, I just wanted him to have the opportunity. You know, naturally, we always say we want them to have the opportunities we never had, which, you know, I had every opportunity. But I was, you know, and I played football at Taylor County, played quarterback. But I was, I mean, he, I was never in his league. You know what I mean? I right. could tell that, I could tell that he was special. But, you know, Coach Kirksey and Coach Swain and all them that were coaches, they'd tell us, man, that, that, that boy can do it, you know. And so you start listening to these people that, that you have faith in. and Because, you know, parents, we get blinded sometimes and think they're better than they are, and I see it all the time. But when, those, when these coaches, you know, started telling me that, and then all of a sudden he started getting mail from colleges and handwritten letters from college coaches, I thought, man, I need, I need to do my part now. He's obviously doing his. As a parent, I need to do mine. And so I did. I, I would take him and Lindsay Dixon and whoever else wanted to go, you know. I'd load them up, 
man, we'd go camp and they'd, they'd, they'd get out there and compete and participate. And then, uh, you know, we, we, we would go to a college, they'd have what they'd call a junior day. I'll never forget, they, they were sophomores and we would go to junior day and there'd be sophomores there for, for junior's day. <laughs> And uh, it was quite impressive, you know, that they'd be the only two sophomores there out of out of a good many kids. There were two guys on that team. Uh, Lynn Jay went to Clemson, went right? To Clemson, that's yeah. right. Yep, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a minute so people can understand who Gunner is. Talk about growing up in Butler, and I know you had you were surrounded by great family. I, I'm sure you grew up hunting with your family uh so just talk about what it was like growing up in that small town and being jeff and mindy watson's son um yeah i, I think i tell people all the time college understand how small the town is till you come to butler you got two red lights in the whole county and butler and reynolds and um, just a small town and yeah i mean there ain't really much to do besides go hunting and play a little ball that's about all there is and i think the, my dad brought me up in hunting and my grandparents owned the gun gun store and all that's what i just grew up doing i love guns and i love going hunting so and i still do today so it's, it was it was fun growing up in butler everybody knows everybody and you had to behave because if you did something everybody was going to know about it so i think that was a good thing you know i really enjoy i still enjoy coming back home being with family and friends it's fun they would know about it in a hurry, for sure. Whatever was yes, <laughs> that yes, happens sir. in a hurry. So you mentioned the gun shop, and I know there'll be people listening to this that's very familiar. As you know, you may not know Gunner. I've spoken at a lot of places all over everywhere, and I always ask people, especially in Georgia and surrounding states, have you heard of Reynolds? Have you heard of Taylor County? And Bo Barra's gun shop comes up all the time. Talk about that. I mean, there's a ton of people come to Butler because of your, your granddad's gun shop. Just talk about their influence in your life. And you mentioned it, but talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll talk to people that I go to college with, and, they'll, and I'll meet them, there, and I'll tell them where I'm from and all, and they'll say, oh, you know, we're bare guns. And I'm like, funny enough, my granddad owns that store. But, yeah, um, my granddad and my grandma have both worked very hard to be where they're at and get that store to where it's at today. And uh, I'm very thankful for them. They've done a lot for me. And my mom, she she's up there all the time working. And when I'm not in season, all she works every Saturday. They all work. Your granddaddy, Bo, is so well thought of. And they both of them were self-made people. That They've been very successful. Uh, I got to know them well when we were attending church in Butler because I've known them all my life, but I really got to know them. Just great folks, and I know, and your parents sure. with Mindy and Jeff, you, a lot, I know a lot of your success becomes because of them and support you've had from your family, period. Jeff, with all this family support and being around guns and hunting, I assume that's why he was named Gunner. Am I right? Well, you know, it, it, it was part of it, and uh, and what was crazy was, you know, <laughs> Boomer Esiason, who played quarterback in the NFL, oh, yeah. had a son that had special needs, and his name was Gunner. And and that, uh, plus having the gun store and being around, it was a perfect fit name that Mindy liked it and I liked it, and so we, we, we named him that. And then, you know, we named him Milton after my daddy, which my daddy was an avid hunter. He's the one that you know, influenced me about deer hunting and quail hunting and rabbit, you know, just, just loved it. And so that's kind of where I got mine from. And then, you know, naturally 
with, with Mr. Bo and Mindy and them with all the guns and the hunting industry and that kind of thing, that certainly influenced him on that side as well. When did your dad die, Jeff? My, so my daddy died in, in 1989. He missed all this. And, you know, my mama, she goes to, she, you know, she, she goes to all the home games like Mr. Bo and Miss Ann. She was down in Orlando at the bowl game. And so, you know, uh, we, he, he gets to experience it with, with, with both grandmothers. That's awesome. Uh, you know, so he, he, he's been blessed by that. But, you know, yeah, Daddy died, so Daddy did We named Gunner Milton after the Milton Gunner after Daddy. And we named Bree Mabry after Mr. Bo. How about that? Gunner, I know you've been hunting all your life, and that is a real passion. When I talked to you the other day, you were duck hunting in Louisiana or Arkansas or somewhere. So just talk about your hunting. Um, Yeah, so really I started off deer hunting and turkey on my dad on my granddad's land probably less than a mile from my house. And then um, before I was born, my dad was really big into duck hunting. He still went on little when I was younger. But when I was about nine, he really got me into duck hunting and took me to Louisiana and Arkansas. And now we, we, we have friends that come turkey hunting and um, deer hunting in Butler. And we go out to Louisiana and hunt. And the same with the Arkansas people. Um, they played a big role in my life, too, the people out in Arkansas. They, I'm in one of their weddings this upcoming spring, and um, we go duck hunting out there every year and we have a blast or good people but yeah I've, I've enjoyed it me and my dad we love to go hunting my little sister's now just getting the age where she likes to go a lot too so it's it's really good really good times with family and friends so let's go back to football when did you realize i, I guess it was your sophomore year you said when you were at camp uh, with troy that you that you all of a sudden you realize i can do this at the next level how did that light turn on for you. The reason I asked you that, because I know there are a lot of aspiring athletes, that younger kids that look up to you that may be listening to this or that will listen to it. What made you realize, hey, I can possibly do this at the next level? Coach Kirksey left my freshman year, and uh, we had Coach Mark Wilson. He came in, to, came in to be the coach, and they really helped my development out a lot. And, I don't know. I think it was whenever I got that first offer, I was like, yeah, I can do this at the next level. And uh, My dad taking me around everywhere and taking me to camps, that really helped out a lot. I got some exposure and stuff and learned a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing was just knowing when I got that first offer that I could do it. So I also know you had setbacks along the way. All of a sudden, you get to Troy. You're the star in Taylor County, and you get to Troy. You get to start over. And then, and I know yes, in, the, in the middle of all that, as you're working your butt off, I'm, I know you played some your freshman year, and and then all of a yes, sudden sir. you get you get competition. The transfer portal starts up during your career. They bring in new people, and it's almost from watching you from a distance. It's almost like you had to continue to prove yourself. I guess that continues in college football period, right? But I know that that yes, you, you had to have some setbacks after doing pretty good, and then. You're wondering if you're going to be the starting quarterback again. Is that kind of did that ever cross your mind? Was that part of what was going on? Oh yeah, I mean that's a, that's a thing every year because I mean the school has to recruit and bring in guys to compete with everybody on the team. Every position is going to have a competition during your spring and fall camp. But yeah, that happens. That happens every year, and you just got to stay the course and keep working hard. And, and um, that's what I did the whole time. And I mean it'll be the same this year. I'm sure we're going to bring a guy in that's going to want to compete. And, play as well so that's that's the thing now especially with the transfer portal it's tough but uh it can be overwhelming at sometimes but 
it's fun and it's all competition and, and uh, they're just trying to win games when they're recruiting all these people. So. In college football, it, they don't care who your granddaddy or daddy's the sheriff or anything else. They're going to just yeah, they're going exactly. they're going you got to gut it out out there. Well, Jeff Gurner was on his own. And I know you had to watch him, and I did from a distance, not like you did, but I did from a distance, having setbacks. I mean, he had to start over and prove himself, and then he was playing, and then somebody's playing in front of him, and somehow he'd lose the QB1 position. And, That's right. And you That's watched right. him handle those setbacks. And what was, what was your perspective of watching him, and how did you and Mindy handle that? I mean, watching him go through that. You, you know, the, the, the thing was, was, you know, so we, we the, the coach that recruited him there and, and the quarterback coach, we, we really respected them. They left after Gunner's freshman year and went to West Virginia, Coach Neil Brown and Coach Sean Reagan. We really, you know, they, they formed a relationship. It wasn't just about winning ball games, but it was about relationships and building character in young men, which is what we were, what I and Mindy, what we were looking for in a college for him. But, you know, ultimately it's his decision, you know. And he took a lot of visits, but he just kept going back to Troy. A, it was a smaller town, which, you know, Gunner's just a country boy, like you said, loves to hunt. That's his passion. Right. And, and, and Troy's two and a half hours away, so it was closer. Uh, Bruce, I took him to Indiana, and we get off the plane, and we go down on a visit and we get out of the car and there's these guys walking up the road with skinny jeans and toms and he looks at me and goes, Dad, this ain't for me. We ain't even <laughs> went in the stadium yet, you know? Right. And, and, and I mean, I, I could tell instantly, he was like, this, this place ain't for me. But anyway, long story short, so that coach leaves after his freshman year and that coaching staff, everything they said they were going to do, they did. They played him, uh, you know, so, so. He got to be, he was the third guy. He was three scholarship quarterbacks on, on the roster. The first one, starting quarterback, tore his ACL, so he's out. Well, now Gunner moves up to number two, so now he's a freshman, one injury away from playing. But they told me we're going to play him in this game, and we're going to play him in this game, and everything they said they did. And, and you know, that, that respect we had from them, then they leave, and then we get a new coach comes in, and Gunner was, was the guy that tore his ACL. He's back. And so he's a starter, and Gunner gets to play a little bit that year. But then that guy leaves, and so now, you know, a lot of parents think, well, okay, it's his time. Well, in college football, it's the best player's time. Yeah. Well, in 2020, that's when COVID hit. Well, Gunner gets named starter. He has, he's doing, he's having a good year, and then he gets his ribs broke, and he missed three games. When then he comes back, and he has to earn the position back, and he does. Well, then in 2021, you know, everybody's saying, well, you know, he's going to be the starter. Well, then he's not. The coach brings in this kid, and, man. You got the transfer portal now, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. So this kid transfers in, and the kid did not have near the experience. And, 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 you know, the respect you look at for a coach starts falling some, and then you hear the players. When the players come up to you as a parent and telling you, even defensive players, you know, that this is wrong. He should, he's our guy. He should be starting. You know, I, I just sat back and listened because ultimately Gunner's learning some life lessons in this thing. Oh, yeah. You know. And the reality is that wasn't a thing you could do about it, but. That's right. That's exactly right. But ache for him. Yeah, right. That's it. You know, and just tell him, you know, look, you got to keep your head up. You got to just keep 
keep practicing, keep playing. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And, and you, and you know, there's people in his ear saying, man, you need to hit the transfer portal, but he's a little different guy, man. He's, he, he's probably a loyal guy. I believe it. He's made of special stuff. I can, I just tell you, you you know, and he, that never crossed his mind, you know, but he just hung in there. And then about six games into the year, I think we were two and four, two and five, maybe. And I think the team's falling apart. and, And then, they put Gunner in, and, and and he starts in this game and against Georgia Southern. I, I think yeah, Georgia Southern was, and, and we beat him. Here's Watson again across the middle, the deep ball, and it's caught. The catch by Deshaun Stottlemyre, and uh, in really pivotal situations, and I would say this is one right now. He's trying to add to the lead early in the game. Watson has time near side. Reggie Todd makes the catch. Oh, what a pass and terrific. Watson hit hard into the end zone. Touchdown. That's Barber. And who Troy has come on. Is going to get out of here with a win tonight after a feverish comeback. All the field goals we've had tonight. Culp gets the kick of the game. How about that? <laughs> yes. That was fun. That was a fun ball game down the stretch there. I'll tell you what, that is a huge win for Troy. And then we win like the next three or four games in a row, and and then they fire that coach, and he's gone, and, you know, Gunner comes in this year with a new coach. So now he's on his third head coach, third, fourth offensive coordinator. So – you know, the life lessons he's learned in that was, you know, look, man, if you're committed, be committed. Don't give up because and now you look at the turnaround from, from, from those three years of going five and seven, five and seven, and then this year we're 12 and two. And, you know, we'll hail Mary pass away from playing in the Cotton Bowl. It's incredible, you know. But, but, but his perseverance and his dedication to that team is, is what – I think drove, you know, drove him to do better, to work harder so that this year he can be the guy, you know, and that's what's happened. But, you know, it's like I tell you, next year's a new year. You're going to have to, you know, you got one year left to play now. You're going to have to get out there and work at it again. Yeah, there'll be somebody else in. And he's always, that's the problem. It's a problem. But, you know, just think of the lessons he's learning that will carry him way past what most people have the opportunity to ever learn. Because he's learning it in front of a big audience. That's it's not right. like the That's lessons right. me and you learned, you know, around town, but he's learning. That's right. He's having to learn stuff in front of a big crowd. And, and it's like you said, Bruce, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you know, man, this is probably, this is Division One FBS college football, as high as you can go. Uh, that coach is making millions of, millions of dollars, and he's going to make the decision that he thinks is best for that team. It doesn't matter if your daddy or your mama's this or grandmama's that. You know, it's all. I mean, he's that coach. That coach, he's got to keep his job. And he's got to keep his coaching staff job. So he's going to make the best decision that he thinks is is win that football game. And nobody can change his mind. He is the boss of that football team. And at the end of the day, when you get past it and look back, that's all good for Gunner because he know he didn't do that on. With anything but his own effort and talent. That's right. And and he That's didn't right. get any any shortcuts because of who he is, the family he came from, or anything else. 
Gunnar, I know we mentioned this, but let's go back and talk about the high school coaches who were such great influencers in your life. The encouragement, the tough love. Uh, again, this is lessons for people that's going to be listening to this that, that may want to follow in your footsteps. But even if they don't, they're life lessons. Yeah, uh, so my freshman year, my head coach was Coach Chris Kirksey. And uh, I actually, my, him and my dad are really good friends. And me and him still text back and forth a lot. Um, we actually went turkey hunting with him all throughout when I was little. He, he was with, with me and my dad, him and Coach Mike Sweeney. They were with me and my dad and Coach Kirksey. Uh, when I killed my first turkey, but yeah, that, he was the coach when I was a freshman, and then he he went to coach with Coach Mike Swaney at Marion County, and then um, Coach Clay Mathis, who was also my baseball coach, freshman soft and sophomore year, he was a coach on the football team then. And he worked with me at quarterback. Um, he had a big influence on a part of just everything baseball, football. So did Coach Kirksey, and then Coach Mark Wilson. He came in. And uh, it was kind of different because I had known Coach Kirksey my whole life. And then a guy comes in that I didn't really know, so I didn't know what to think about it. It was Coach Mark Wilson and Bob Yavak. They came in, and um, they were just great, great coaches, and everybody loved them. And um, they were big influences on my life and on my football career. I mean, I think I really developed when they came in, and they were they were tough on me now, I, which I, I'm glad they were because the difference between high school high school and college wasn't very much as long as as far as being tough on your players because they were tough on us and um i think that really prepared me for the next level so all those people they were they were big influences on my on my career when you talk about being tough on you give a give examples of what what you went through some people won't know oh no just i mean just just making just plays on the field i mean if you if you do something wrong they're gonna let you know about it and um i think that definitely prepared me for that next level you it wasn't a pat on the back and all you did good it's okay it's it's getting getting you in line and making sure you know what you did wrong so so when you had the setbacks or when you had when maybe you had somebody competing and somebody else was playing in front of you you were antsy to play i'm sure how did you overcome that what was your mindset when you got to Troy and you were not always QB1? How did you handle it? Um, I think the, the biggest thing was just preparing like a starter every day. And, and whenever your time comes, you better you better be ready because you, you may not get another opportunity. So when that opportunity comes, you better seize it. And, um, I think that was the biggest thing, just staying ready the whole time and preparing and watching film like a starter. And I think that's what got me through it and just staying the course. Yeah, you know, I've, I've actually read some articles. I went to Georgia, and obviously I keep up with that. I'm sure you do too. And, and, and they talk about the backup quarterbacks. It said exactly what you just said. They, How do you yes, handle sir. not getting on the field? They, Of course, you did get on the field, but they, some of these guys haven't been on it yet. And they say just what you just said. I, I'd go every week like I'm the starter. Yes, sir. And I know the coaches see that and they see what you're doing. I'm sure there are people that don't take that attitude. I'm sure you've seen that, and they didn't last long. Is yes, that right? Yes, sir, that is. So talk about – let's talk football a little bit. Talk about some of your greatest moments playing football. I, I know you've had several and many. Uh, it may have been some of them in high school, but I know I, I watched that, that conference championship. You were a player of the game. Talk a little bit about some of your, some of your highs playing football and, and what was going on. Yes, sir. I think one of my the moments I remember the most was um, 
in high school, my junior year, we hosted a playoff game against Tryon. I don't think we hosted a playoff game in 25 years, I think it was. That was 2017. I don't think we had hosted one since the early 2000s or in the 90s somewhere, and we won that game at home, and that was that was awesome. That was a moment I'll never forget. And then, like you said, the past two years I've been starting, we haven't really went won many games. We were five and seven both years, and this past year was just awesome. All the wins were great moments, but I think the biggest one was that Sunbelt Championship game. I mean, we came out, we came out hot, and we just finished the game, and that was that was a great moment. Everybody on the field, fans rushed the field, the family was out there, so it was it was awesome. Jeff, after all he's been through, and of course he's got another year of eligibility, right? But right. but after all he's been through, and you watched him struggle with the ups and downs that he had to go through, the coaches changing, and him having to prove himself, and not getting the nod for you and Mindy. What were you thinking? When all of a sudden he's on the stage getting the MVP of the Sun Coast Conference Championship, you know I was thinking good things come to those God looks after His people, you know, and that was kind of my thought was you know this boy has worked hard he's 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 been with the good times the bad times the up and downs but he never I, he he never his commitment and 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 love for his teammates and this university he never wavered he never thought about leaving he just worked harder and you know look look at the reward and that ought to show these younger kids that don't give up you just got to work hard and keep keep your head down and keep working and persevering and it'll good things will come to you and that's what i was thinking no nobody deserves it better than him because of what he's been through and how he just kept working well he's very unassuming he's he's really uh he he takes it in stride I mean, he's. I'm sure he got through that game. He got the MVP, and next thing, where we're going hunting. <laughs> he's yep, he's yep. moving on to the next thing. You watch college football, and you watch a quarterback. You watch them get just smashed on the field, and then you look up. They show their parents in the stands, and their mama's got the hands over the face, and the daddy's rubbing his forehead. And then you know, a couple plays later, he throws a touchdown, and they're all high five and all. I, I, I told some people before that, before that. Uh, conference championship game which was electric the most electric game we've been through at Troy you know and, and, and so as a parent you know some of the older players were there and, and, and people were coming up to us before the game said Mr. Jeff you nervous I said let me tell you something I said this is I said this is how nervous I am I would rather be kicking the door in on a drug dealer's house <laughs> or going after a murder at five o'clock in the morning than what we've been, been having to sit here because ain't a thing in the world I can do about this but watch. I'm as nervous as I've ever been in my life, I promise you. And they said, look, Mr. Jeff, Gunner does that every day just like you do. Trust me, he'll be nervous a little bit, but once he throws the ball and, you know, the rest of history, he goes out there and, and he just has the game of his life. He's on ESPN, you know, oh, yeah. just incredible. And, and he wins MVP of the game and, you know, the, the, the 15,000 people storm the field and tear the goal post down and he gets up there. And what I was most impressed was, was when they asked him about his, you know, he's always been this way. He's never about himself. I couldn't have done it without my line, my receivers and the defense and never once about him. He's always that way. He never wants recognition about anything. Once my attempts the son, you know, Everybody likes to be patted on the back every once in a while. He just 
you know, and, and, and he, and, and that, and, and this, this, this just incredible. I didn't know he was the MVP and the athletic director said, Hey, Sheriff, your boy's fixing to get the MVP belt. And I said, do what? <laughs> well, as he told me that I turned around and Gunner was standing behind me and he said, here you go, dad, here's the game ball, man. I had tears coming oh down my, my face. He threw for 300 and something yards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah only on like 13 passes, you know. But he, he, he took the last snap and, and, and kept the ball and, and gave it to me after the game and oh, said, wow. I want you to have this. Oh, wow. To Sunbelt Conference most valuable player with 318 passing yards and three touchdowns, Gunnar Watson. Gunnar, I watched you when you got up on stage, just looking all around, soaking this in. What does this moment feel like for you? Uh, I mean, I can't even explain it. I love this team. I love this town. Um, I appreciate Chancellor Hawkins, um, Mr. Brent Jones, Coach Summerall, Coach Craddock for believing in me. I want to thank my O-line, um, thank my receivers, and thank that defense for playing all year because they, play, they played their ass off. So... And the, and the last thing, hang, is, is uh, go Trojan and TTP. Congratulations, Gunner. And then you followed that up with the bowl win down in Orlando. You guys have done something that has never been done at Troy as far as the number of wins in a season, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was that was fun too, and it's hard with those bowl games. We really wanted to um, be in the Cotton Bowl this year. It was between us and UCF and Tulane, and we wanted to be in that Cotton Bowl, but we didn't get it, and we got to play early. And I think the biggest thing with those bowl games is just making sure everybody's focused because we're down there for a week, and and um, it's hard. We're practicing at a different place, practice at two different places that week, and just getting everybody focused, but. Um, Defense really stepped up against their offense, and our offense, we like we've been doing all year, we stepped up in the second half and scored a few points. So, I've always wondered, these teams go like to these bowl games and spend a week, and you have all these obligations. I'm sure you have to do stuff as a team to go do stuff representing the bowl as well, right? And I wondered how in the world you keep everybody focused on the game. That's got to be a job. Yeah, it, it definitely is, because you're down there. I think we – got down there on a and we played on a Friday we got down there on a Monday so we had to, we went to Disney World and all kinds of stuff so it's kind of hard to stay focused everybody's scrambling around you have curfew and all so it's make sure everybody's focused in the right time at curfew so it's a little bit hectic but it's, it's fun wow so what are some leadership lessons you've learned being a quarterback on a college football team especially a one that's winning like you guys just did what have you learned about leadership? Because you're at that position, you're a leader just because of position you've got, if nothing else. But I know I saw you being a leader, encouraging people and pushing people. Just talk about what you learned about that. Uh, I think the biggest thing, yeah, the biggest thing I learned when I was a freshman and one of my um, one of the older quarterbacks that was playing at the time, he told me it's all about the relationship you have with people on that team, and it's got to be you got to have a relationship with every single person on that team no matter whether they play or if they're a walk-on or whatever you just got to have a relationship and they'll respect you if you have a good relationship with them and you're 
you're not just a guy that doesn't speak to them when they walk by. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think people expect you more than that, than that aspect. Well, that is also true in life. That's true in business. That's true if you have a career, you have people working for you. People will either do what you say because they have to or they'll do what you say because they want to because you've earned earned that right by building a relationship with them. And it changes whether a person wants to go to work in the morning. I can tell you that. And I know that's yes, got to be true in football. Jeff, I know it had to be fulfilling for you and Mindy to watch him become a leader and build these relationships. You know what, what, was, what was probably the best thing of all of it? Would be that, oh, oh, you know. So, and this is going. You're going. You're going to like this. So we bought a house over there, me and Mindy, because you know it's small, and, and you have to get a motel room. Where, right. You know, small. You got to do a two night minimum. So I was like, you know, we let, let's 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 do an investment. So we bought a house. Well, and the house was about three blocks, four blocks from the stadium, and it was in a nice neighborhood. Well, lo and behold. I guess Gunner really did build good relationships because I think on Friday and Saturday night after the game, there'd be 200 people there and we'd get complaints and, and it'd be the whole dang football team, whether, <laughs> you know, whether it would be uh, guys that were walk-ons to the superstars on the team, they'd all come to his house. That's and right. he had a couple of roommates, but they'd all come to his house. And, I, and Mindy and I said then, you know, yep, he's, uh, he's done well. You know, he's... Because they'd all want to be with him and be around him, you know. And Anybody that's a, a great leader is going to build relationships with people. They're going to bust their butt to help him be successful, as he will them. Right. And that's how that works. So later on, we, we decided we probably need to sell that house. So we sold the house and we bought a brand new four-bedroom double-wide and bought 20 acres. And now, this year, he's been in it for about a year and a half now. So this year after the game, There'd be 75 to 100 of them show up out there and they'd build a bonfire. And I just said, because then, you know, it's out of town in the country, nobody would complain. That right. they was, they're parking in the street and everywhere else. But What other lessons you know, have you learned, Gunner, out there playing football that you could take in life? Yeah, I think that um, the setbacks that I've had, just not playing it sometimes when I would really like to, I think it, it's always kind of put into perspective. God's got his own time in it. Um, He's gonna he's gonna put you exactly where he wants you to be at, and it's gonna all gonna work out if you just stay the course and work hard. I think it'll all work out. So I think that was the second biggest thing I've learned playing football in college and even in high school. That's been huge for me, just staying the course and just keeping on going. So. And that's for sure in life. I mean, things don't always turn out like you want them to, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the world, right? You keep you keep trucking, you learn from it. I was. I was listening to E.J. Stroud's press conference after the Peach Bowl between Georgia and Ohio State. Because I don't know if you heard any of that, but he basically said exactly what you just said. Is that had to be a heartbreaking loss for him. He had a heck of a game. He's a heck of an athlete. But he said it just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> you know, and that, I'm going to keep going. And that's a pretty good attitude. Gunner, just uh, you mentioned it already. You've created some lifetime relationships and friendships playing football and I know you'll take that with you the rest of your life when you go through what you guys go through the the battle every day of practicing the the rigor the discipline 
and you you create friendships that you got something in common with these guys that you don't have in common with anybody else. It's almost like people that that have been to war with somebody. Uh, you, you create this bond that is hard to break. I know that it's been important to you, right? Yes, sir. It has been for sure. I'm sure you've had a lot of friendships along the way that that will be there forever but you also learn the lesson of, of building friendships through all that jeff i know that has been important to you and mindy as well i told Mindy, i said you know what a, what a, he's having the time of his life enjoying it and 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 the lessons learned and the friendships made and the, and the lifelong lasting friendships i said money can't buy it it's priceless that becomes so important as you as you grow old, you've got these friends at different places that will do anything in the world for you, and he for them. That's that's pretty cool re- result of yeah. that. And, and, you know, he, he he's met some people over there. What's great is it's not that we're not football players but love to hunt, so he had that bond with them. And I mean, it's nothing for him to come home on the weekend, and there'll be 20 of them come with him. Right. <laughs> you know, and we just pile them up, and they hunt, and we just have a good time. You know, it's incredible. The reality is probably half of them had heard about – Bo's store because people come from all over everywhere oh yeah oh yeah they 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 love to come to it no doubt about it what do you and mindy want for him what do you think he'll do with his life he loves the hunting industry and 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 i i think you know he'll graduate this may uh, he's got one class left they didn't want him to take that class during the season so he, he told him it's fine so but anyway He's do, I think he's business marketing, and, and, and but he wants to do something in the hunting industry, whether it be, you know, not necessarily retail, but 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 something in, you know, maybe, you know, working for a gun manufacturer or or duck hunting. Is you know, he he eats, sleeps, and breathes. I mean, I've never seen anybody with that much passion for it, but he just absolutely loves it. But like he was worried about the the bowl game being later on after Christmas and him not being able to go duck hunting on some of our normal trips, but it worked out great. He played ball on Friday. We went to Disney World on Saturday, got home Sunday, Monday morning. We loaded up and went to Louisiana for three days, and he just, you know, absolutely couldn't wait. But but I think he, he wants to do something in the hunting industry of ball, but, you know, if it doesn't work out. He said, his mindset is, look, you know, if opportunity comes, I'll certainly do it with, with football, and, and, you know, I'll give it a try. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I, I, I want to do something in the hunting industry. I know you're proud of him. He made everybody in Taylor County proud. He made certainly made me proud watching it from a distance. And, you know, I told uh, Gunnar, he was probably born by the time I moved from Taylor County. So, I mean, I, That's I, was, about right. I obviously knew y'all, but I, I just watched him, you know, from a distance. And when he started playing football and baseball and you'd see him, you know, uh, being all state, you knew he was a great athlete, which didn't surprise me a bit. But what a what a wonderful story! What a great story! And I know he's made you guys proud, and he's going to make you proud a lot more times before he's done. Uh, he he, this is just the starting point for him. Gunner, I want you to have the last word. You've got a great future ahead of you. It's obvious you've got a a head on your shoulders. You're a disciplined young man. You're smart. You love life. You got the great DNA. And uh, no telling what you will accomplish in life. What do you plan to do after college? What What are you thinking? Uh, I'm not real sure yet. Uh, I think I want to be a gun salesman for a company at some point, but I'm not real sure. And whenever, whenever my mom wants me to come back and work at the gun store, I'll probably do that. But 
I would like to live in Butler on down the road, but I don't know if I want to live here. As soon as I get out of college, I kind of want to get out and see what I want to do. But I got a whole nother, um, I got a whole nother year to figure it out. So I hadn't really quite figured it out yet. I graduate during the spring, and then this summer I'll probably really start looking because come next next time next year this time I'll be looking for a job and getting probably getting on with it unless I unless I think that I can pursue an NFL career. We'll see what happens. I was going to ask you about that because you're putting up some numbers. You What are you, 6'3 or 4? Isn't that right? Yes, sir. 6'3. 6'3. Do you have interest from NFL people? Do you Are you already hearing from them? Or how does that work? Because I, I I think about that every time I watch you play. You've got the, you got the NFL talent and stature, and you, you've got what it takes, that's for sure. Yes, sir. I haven't really heard from anybody yet, but we'll just see how – see how it goes and um i was kind of undecided on whether i was going to play this last year but my quarterback coach joe craddock he um he kind of talked me and talked to me a little bit and he was like you're going to regret if not that you're going to regret it but you're going to want to play this last year and at least try to pursue um nfl career or even go play somewhere else maybe cfl or something like that and uh, just play as long as i can is what he was saying he said there's a there's a time clock on your career, and it's, it's going to come to an end at some point, so you might as well just keep on trying to play. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Well, the other thing you've got fallback is the Bears have got one heck of a business in Butler, and somebody at some point has yes, got to run it. <laughs> that's for yes, sure. Sir. That is for sure. So, man, yes, I'm, I am, I'm proud of you. I'm proud for you. I'm proud for your family. It makes me smile. I'm a big football fan. And when I'm I'm usually watching games on Saturday, and I was and I would keep up with your games. But if it was on TV and I could watch it, I did, and just very very impressed. Made me proud being from Taylor County and seeing this Taylor County guy make good. Listen to these announcers talk about you and brag about you, and watch the way you handle yourself. Just very impressive. So on behalf of all the folks from Taylor County and all of us other folks with these deep Taylor County roots. We are very proud of you, man, and uh, the, yes, the sky is the limit for you, Gunner. Uh, the sky is the yes, limit. Sir. You have those intangibles that many people don't have. So go for it, brother. Whatever opens up, uh, I know you'll do well. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Gunner, for being on yes, here. Sir. Have you got anything else, anything you would say to a some young foot, football player that's about in the ninth, tenth grade thinking about playing football? What would you tell him? Keep working, work hard, listen to your coaches. Um, when they when they're on you, just yes sir, no sir. Don't don't talk back and just uh, like I said, work hard and just stay the course. That'd be the biggest thing I'd have to say. Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker.